Hi, welcome to Life Struggles. On this show, we interview or just chat with people who have mental and physical health issues, addictions, relationship problems, and anything else that life may bring you as a struggle. We give hope and our own advice to others from our own achievements. Our goal is for you not to feel alone in your struggle. Our guests range from actors, authors, professionals, and ordinary people like me. At the end of this podcast, if you would please hit our bell, that little bell up there, so that you will be notified of any new episodes that drop. And also, if you would give us a rating, we would deeply appreciate it. And now, please help me in welcoming our next guest. Hi, this is Christy with Love Struggles. And guess what? We have Melinda back with, as my co-host. Yay! Exciting. I am so, back, yes. <laughs> Okay, um, this is going to be a part one and two, and so we're going to get as much done today as we can, and then we will see you on the next one. So yes. today, what is our topic, Melinda? Um, we are going to talk about the effects that children are feeling, um, can we call it post-pandemic? I think we can kind of call it post-pandemic, as far as like going back to school. Could, but yeah, going back to school and what they're over. feeling. Right. So, yeah. So it's like how our children are being affected, affected right. going back to school and how COVID has really tied into the struggles mentally and physically that they're having. Okay. So is this something that's going on with your kids? Oh, yes. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. If, and if they're returning people, they know that I have three kids, but it's uh, more affecting my oldest daughter and my youngest daughter. Okay, so let's talk about that um, okay. on your perspective, what's happening with your two kids, and then we'll go into what we're finding in research. Okay, well, you know, pre-pandemic, you know, my kids, um, all three of them did really good with um, school. Now, they weren't always excited to go, but, you know, A students, my youngest was in first grade, so it's like it wasn't even really, it was more when school was fun, you know, and learning the ropes and everything, but um when the pandemic hit, you know, my oldest was at the end of her sixth grade year. My uh, middle one was end of fourth grade. And then my youngest was what end of first grade. So she was still pretty new into school. You know, she didn't do preschool. Um, so she was just kindergarten and only half of her first grade year. And then COVID hit and we were out here you know, full e-learning from the last part of that school year through the next. And so then they here, threw... in case anybody doesn't know, we're talking from Illinois. Yes. Yeah. So um, our governor was one of those who uh, was really quick to shut things down. Um, so, you know, same with my oldest, you know, she, she went from being a straight A student to, almost failing everything because she did not do well with the e-learning and being at home. She's a very, she was a very sociable kid. She loved to be around people. You know, her personality was just very wild and, and out there and outgoing. 
and you know same with my youngest um so you get in- since I didn't have any younger kids at home um I mean my son did end up but he's in college he mm-hmm. so I don't know if they called that e-learning that he did not actually have a like video calls with teaching mm-hmm. he yeah. only had assignments and he had to look stuff up and learn them Is that yes right? um for my younger two um, especially my youngest they did a lot once they got into the swing of things into that next year they had a lot of video where you would call in a certain amount of the day you know and then they take a break then they move on to the next subject from but when the pandemic hit it, it was just they were just assigning stuff and my kids were getting done with their homework at like 10 o'clock in the morning and of course everything was shut down so literally it was like go play what do we do you know what do we do and um but then once that upcoming year came it was more structured my youngest would be on by nine o'clock and she would go till almost three with certain videos for music and math and reading you know and all this but the older ones, they would just, their assignments were given uh, and they would just finish them. Um, so there did were, they like books at home or did they send through email stuff you're supposed to do? How they No, do literally everything was just, um, they used Google Classroom a lot and they would just post all of it there. So any of the reading material they needed was all there. Um, oh. I remember early on, the younger ones did have paper packets, which, you know, as you're you're learning, we figured that they, at the end of the year, we'd be done with those by the time that they had gotten to e-learning. So I threw the packet away and then we were supposed to turn them in for grades for the young ones. And my daughter oh my was God. just so upset, but they were like, we know she's a good student. She did the work. So they were very, but I'm, I wasn't the only one. So that made me feel a little bit better. Yeah. I bet. Um, yeah. But so I was happy when we ended up going, I think it was like two days off. A, you know, two days at home or three days at home and two days in school, like they would alter depending on your team number or your grade. And so when um, did that start? Like how long after they had shut down? I think we were, wasn't that, I think that was March of last year or not. Well, I say last year. I know that's like, when the city was allowed us to open up, but I wasn't yeah, sure. Like 20 21 so you had you know 2020 into 2021 um school year whereas when we first were in the pandemic it was a 2019 2020 year it's it's kind of get all confusing but it it was almost you know i mean it was over full year before they went back full full time and that's when we noticed uh, like I said, especially our two girls, the personality started to change. Um, my son, oddly enough, has, it's, he didn't really struggle with it. He was one of my ones who didn't really always want to go to school, but mm-hmm. he literally was like, I'm ready to go back to school. I want to be involved and I want to see my friends. And so right. now he's, you know, he's a seventh grader now and he's flourishing. I mean, he's just doing fantastic and he's happy to be there, but you know, my girls, they're struggling. Um, my oldest is struggling more than my youngest, but it wasn't until my youngest realized that the kids that she's been in school with since kindergarten, this one level school with all these teachers, she knows she was being thrown into this bigger building where it's three levels and all these new kids. And a lot of her classmates went to 
the other intermediate school in town. And she has been an absolute mess. Um, she's never really been mean or grumpy. You know, she's feisty, but like she is really struggling. She's been begging just to transfer her schools and every little thing just just bothers her. So she's been seeing the school so counselor. Are you saying that the kids that she should have been moving up with all didn't move up in that school? Yeah, a lot. There was a couple that moved. Um, some were actually um, out of the area for her school, but requested that school. So they were being driven there by their parents. So it was just, it was a lot of change for her. And, and the kids that are there, she didn't, I think she's only got two from her class and her current ones. And it's not anybody she had really ever hung out with or talked to before. So she's been feeling just ragged. <laughs> To put it nicely, it, it's been hard for her. And, you know, but when I think about it, you know, she only, like I said, she only got kindergarten through like the first three quarters of her first grade year. She didn't have all those years where there's a lot of developmental stuff that happens during mm -hmm. that time, you know, and of course for each age group, but, you know, for her, you know, she, I think she missed out on some really key years just being, just socially being in the classroom. Yeah, so is she is she not meeting new friends? Um she's meeting new friends. She just told me today that one of them is moving to Chicago. <laughs> so she's she's not happy about that. But you know, she's I don't know, she's like I said, she makes friends, but she's just so she was so just not really open to it. And I think that just goes back to maybe some social milestones that she missed just from being in school, like yeah. any normal kid yeah. would. Some stuff I was looking up also had some suggestions for that kind of stuff. And one of them, mm -hmm. because I, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Um, it says to have your child get involved in outside of school activities, which some of those kids could be involved in. Right. So is there anything, I mean, I don't know what's open and what's not. And... Right. Well, I, she used to do tumbling and then she's mm -hmm. kind of like, eh, you know, she's not a fan of sports. So, I mean, what we did is uh, we actually let her join orchestra. Now it is with the school, mm -hmm. but she actually gets to go to the school across town earlier in the mornings for their practice. So she may run into a few of her friends as she's loading a bus to come back onto the side of town. She just go to school for her regular day. Um, and I'm kind of hoping maybe she'll meet some people in other classes that she's like, oh, we're in orchestra together. And just because you're in another class, we have this together. Um, so it's only been like a month, right? Since school started. Yeah. Okay. Yes. It, it's only been a month. Um, but like I said, it's just been, it's been so hard for her. And, you know, like we were, as I was doing research for this, you know, I was looking at um, the CDC website and they give like just generalized milestones for like ages, say like my girl, like six through eight at the time. So why don't you read that? What's one for six through eight? Yeah. So this one here, it says like under emotional and social skills, it says that they show more independence from parents. And I'm thinking, well, during those ages, she was home e-learning. So she was relying on us to not only just be her parents, but we were teachers too. We were mm -hmm. helping them with their schoolwork. 
um, then they think more about their future. Well, that was almost kind of put on hold because, you know, nothing was, no one was really going anywhere or doing anything. We were just trying to get by as far as getting schooling done and, you know, finding toilet paper in stock, you know, so it wasn't even, it was just a day-to-day thing. You know, um, it's interesting to me because there, not everybody was shut down. So right. there was a lot of places open. So what did those kids do that their parents, both of them were working? Yeah, I, that's why I feel just so grateful to be a stay-at-home mom, even with school-age kids, because in situations like that, I'm sure some kids were just home by themselves. And, you know, like, I'm an 80s baby, so that was just kind of normal for us. But in this day and age, I mean, I know there's, I think Illinois losses, they can't be under 14 and stay home by themselves. And I'm thinking, I'm sure there's kids yeah, younger. that's what Illinois is. Yeah. And... But, you know, that's not, I think that's kind of smart. Um, I was, when um, I told my niece that who lives out in Portland, she was like, oh, it's 10 here. And I mean, 13, I don't even think 18 is a good age, like for an adult age anymore. Mm -hmm. But 13, they're going through a lot of life changes and stuff to me. That would be really scary to have them home alone. Yeah. Well, and you know, and you know, it definitely depends on the kid, but you know, you are seeing more, especially now. Because how many, how many of us have taught our kids what to do in case somebody's breaking in the house or, yeah, I mean, right. I'm doing worst case scenarios, but you never know if that's going to happen or not. Oh yeah, exactly. But even in our town, even though we're not noted for that, that doesn't mean that somebody couldn't come through town and start shooting right. houses, you know? Right. Exactly. Well, and you know, and it just, that's yeah. But you know, there was a lot of kids who were home by themselves, probably not doing their schoolwork. You know, I have someone that I know she was so irritated with the e-learning stuff. She used to told her kids like, just don't even worry about it. I'm like that. You can't do that. This is the only, the only educational option we have right now. So, you know, when they start getting tested, now here we are, you know, two and a half years into this pandemic or, you know, however you want to describe it. You know, I was lucky enough. Yeah, I know. We're, it's just status quo. (laughs) But, you know, luckily my kids. The new norm. Yeah. My kids were still like just above like the national average, but that gap from before when they were tested, they were like a good amount above it. They weren't quite as far above it. Now, whether or not that's just because of how they tested or if we're seeing, potentially seeing a trend where, you know, the quality of education just wasn't even comparable to being in school. Um, And I'm seeing it now really affect my oldest more, you know, she's 14 and, you know, they, like I said, she missed the last half of her sixth grade year in through almost all of her seventh grade year before they went back part-time come eighth grade. Oh my goodness. I mean, you know, they weren't allowed to have lockers until, let's say like halfway through the year. But then, you know, while they were back full-time, you know, you still have the restrictions. They finally did go mask free, but you're thrown back into this. Now you have to change classes where you weren't doing that before when you were only there a couple days a week. And now she's in high school. And so she missed, you know, a good amount of that time, you know, 
experiencing the stuff that she needed to experience to prepare her for high school. Um, which, you know, and she struggled with anxiety and attacks and well, now we're probably crossing the lines of the panic attacks with her now. And a lot of other, you know, mental health issues that she didn't have before that. Um, you know, she used to be scared of bees. And that was like, I thought that was a huge deal because she didn't want to go outside. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, but now we're dealing with, you know, real deal mental illness, you know, mental issues with her that are affecting her everyday life. Um, and of course, you know, the, just this past summer, she had knee surgery at 14. So literally she spent her birthday on the couch recovering. Do you think it, that was the beginning of her anxiousness was, was after she hurt her leg and was going to have surgery? Um, no, I, you know, she had it beforehand. Um, and she was very much looking forward to the surgery, you know, after my husband and her got out of the doctor's office, you know, she's like, I'm having the surgery. And my husband was like, well, we need to discuss it with your mom. And she, it was like, no, she was like, she knew she wanted it. And she's, you know, she's feeling that knee is feeling a million times better. Now, unfortunately, just Tuesday, she did dislocate her other knee again. What? So we know that that's going to have to be, oh, by the time I got to the school, that thing was starting to yellow around where her kneecap was supposed to be. So I had to, I had to bring her home and get her in the hydro cuff and get the, so she missed, you know, she missed a couple hours and with her, like I said, it's all, it's still all on the Chromebook. You know, they don't have books. And so she doesn't even use her locker. She just carries her, you know, stuff all with her. But when you miss, it's all online. And these teachers aren't coming up to you of the hundreds of students that they have saying, hey, you weren't here yesterday. This is what you missed. And I think a little bit of that, she missed out through her seventh to eighth grade because they're preparing you for high school. You're going through that, you know, and they didn't so have that all that. Seventh and eighth grade that she, that she, was, she didn't have classes inside? No, it was, um. so the end of sixth grade, um, and I'm wanting to say we went back full time. I think it was March of her seventh grade year. So it was almost a year later. So um, she did get the change in classes because they did that. They yes. do that there. In eighth grade, they did switch classes. But um, they didn't do that in seventh grade? No. They okay. had teachers switching classrooms. I got you. So, yeah. so there wasn't as much. I get it. Yes. So now, you know, and she had anxiety going into high school. She was excited, but also she was still doing the recovery from her surgery. She was three weeks in before school started. So she was on crutches, on a, a knee immobilizer. And our high school, as you know, is massive. I mean, you know, easily 2,000 students. It is massive. So you're trying to maneuver this, these hallways of this new school, you know, that alone is scary, but then she had her, you know, on crutches as she has her knee all bandaged up and she's worried about making it from here to there. And, you know, we had, did, it, I'm, I'm curious, did, with that situation, did they not allow her extra time to get to the classrooms? They did. Um, oddly enough at the freshman paperwork drop-off we you know even verified with the nurse and the nurse assistant you know hey is this everything we need for her to have extra time and be on our crutches and all this and she still is catching 
some flack from like the nurse like are you even supposed to have those crutches and so it freaked her out she's like well yeah and so doesn't so, when when you get out the crutches doesn't the doctor give a release for those like a written release well it, they gave um they just did an extended period of time where it basically covered three months where they said that she is out of anything indefinitely in crutches i think they said at least three months but she was off of them beforehand she still cannot do um you know she is in the jrotc program she cannot do any of the physical activities she couldn't try out for the drill team like she's still limited she doesn't need extra time anymore walking to class because she's out of the brace and everything but she still has a brace on the other knee because that one's giving her trouble but just the anxiety of that just having her being questioned every now and then knowing that she had notes or that we got that all in and you know, and then the stress of this massive school and all this incredibly difficult work that, you know, she only had really a full year to, of schooling to prepare for, as opposed to your seventh and eighth grade year. And, you know, she struggled greatly her eighth grade year from like January on. I don't know what happened, but after Christmas break of just this past, this eighth grade, this past winter, her anxiety went through the roof and she just could not function she could not get caught up you know she was staying after school multiple days a week just to try to get her assignments caught up she just couldn't do it and Mm -hmm. how is all that affecting you because that's well two kids at least that it it has to be yeah a calling it's stressful oh my gosh i you know every little minute I see them struggling with something I'm like okay did I like miss something as a parent (laughs) like during throughout this pandemic did I like not do the right thing or did we not or just in general like it's stressful and it and it wears me down mentally because I'm thinking I don't want my kids to be dealing with this you know because I remember school as being fun I was petrified of going to high school but I you know I you know I had irritable bowel so I couldn't do a lot of the fun things that I'm greatly encouraging my oldest to do um which she is doing you know she's part of the play you know she's got to be doing the JROTC stuff she wants to join the key club I mean there's just all this stuff she's gonna do and then I see her on her days where she struggles or I I get a call from the nurse or I get a call from her counselor say you know hey she's really struggling and you know better like at all she's she's I mean she's getting better like every now and then it'll just creep up on her and she'll feel anxious or she'll feel you know just really down and yesterday was just one of those days where you know we talked a little bit about it where I was like my husband was working in the office you know my mom was working I I did not really have any backup to be like you know hey I need to go to to the high school to deal with this but I was trying to get my son from school to get him to the orthodontist appointment and you know, just, it was, it's a great struggle for us as parents, because, you know, you, you don't ever want to think about your kids struggling um, with something that they really shouldn't have to struggle with. Like ever, you know, life struggles, you know, there's something you have to go through to learn lessons in life. But right. when it comes to the anxiety and panic attacks and just dread and worry and fear, like that, that, that kills me every time. So yesterday I was, I was feeling so incredibly rough, but, um, okay. Um, yeah, 
quick. I'm going to read what I pulled up about the mental health issues. Okay. okay. Um, I did have a question, though, um, for everybody that's listening to. Are either of the girls going through any kind of counseling? Um, yeah, my oldest is actually seeing a therapist. They were doing every two weeks. I'm kind of pushing for every week now. The issue is, is there are so many kids and even adults, young and old, who are seeking out help like this that there's not weekly appointments available right now. Okay. I found something today and I will try to find it again for you. Um, it's actually online counseling um, for anywhere. And I think it was called better help. Okay. And, and um, they, they take insurance. The cost depends on what level of degree the therapists have. So they have some that are PhD okay. all the way down to they're in internships and like internships mm-hmm. are like $25 an hour. And mm-hmm. um, if they don't know how to do insurance, there's even, they, they can go on income and any of that. So I want people to know that they're, and that's for all of the United States anywhere. Yes. So I'll make sure that I find that um, because it's like, you can, you can schedule anytime. Yeah. It'd be and nice to have as a backup. Yeah. yeah. Cause you know, my, my daughter loves who she's going to now, which I was so happy for, but yeah, I mean, I, was I guess there, what I'm saying yesterday. is this place, if there's something going on at night, like you can, Oh yes. Even. Right. That's good to know. Yeah. Cause yeah. everything's closed here after like seven o'clock. Sure. Yeah. Is it, are they open even that late? Yeah, I know some of them there take appointments till seven. Hers doesn't, you know, because I'm trying to get it after school because I don't want her missing any more school. But I'm like, it's her mental health. But it's all tied into if she misses some school, then she gets worked up by the grades. And then it's just this domino effect. Okay, so um, this is this is from Health News. And it says, which is scary, and I don't want to scare you, just so everybody out there knows what's going on and they can be aware of it. So schools are seeing many kids acting younger than their age. Um, An associate vice president of school mental health at Cohen's Children's Medical Center, for example, said high schoolers are behaving like middle school students. Mm -hmm often shoving and pushing each other in hallways. Some kids who are struggling often manifest their emotions with more aggress- aggression aggre- aggression, and violence. In some districts, they're really um, seeing alarming numbers of fights among students. There's yes. also been uh, recent reports of violence against those in authority, like the, the teachers, the principals. Mm-hmm. And this is a scary one. Many students are hurting themselves. There yeah. has been a rise in students reporting self-harm, suicidal thoughts, and attempts. Yeah. Um, so schools are are referring more kids for mental health treatment than ever before. So based on their data from nearly 40 children's hospitals around the country, there were 14,630 ER visits. 
for children ages five through 18. That's too Just, many. <laughs> yeah. And it, then, then it said, and unfortunately, younger children are experiencing higher rates of this than they have in the past. So like if they already had some kind of mental issues going on, it's gotten bigger. Oh, yeah. Um, so definitely we're seeing schools referring kids with more behavioral issues and aggression. And let's see if there's anything else we need to know. So it's kind of what you were saying. Um, they said the year that the, that the kids were out of school. They didn't have the opportunities for developing the social skills that normally happen during that period of development. And I think you were talking about yeah. that. Yeah, those milestones are important. They really you know, are. It just, yeah. And then the 17-year-old quoted, the biggest issue I had was adjusting back to in-person life. So I wanted to touch on yeah. that real fast because um, the, the lady, the friend that does my website her daughter's the exact same age as your youngest okay and yeah I'd love to put those two together to see how yours would act with her okay. um, she decided she didn't want to go back to school she liked the at-home learning um, but what their mom and dad has done is they joined a church and there's um, youth groups and mm -hmm. of all different ages and so they're real, they're meeting as kids through the, and they're having a lot of activities right. and then yeah. in girl scouts, which are brownies, mm -hmm. I think is her age group. So she's in yeah. brownies too. Um, and so, and then she has like on the weekends, she invites those friends that went back to school, a couple of them over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that was what she was telling me about her daughter and her she didn't go back to school like mom has taken over being for both kids and the other one's um a eighth grader and he doesn't he wants to go back in high school because he wants to do high school sports which oh, yeah. he could anyway. he is doing sports anyway after you know when they when they have their practices and stuff but he's ready to hang out with his kids friends you know again oh yeah um whereas the her younger daughter is like I see them all anyway I see them at church I see them at brownies they were doing taekwondo oh, okay um but when the pandemic hit I think that guy did not come back um so yeah. she said what she's done is just added activities to their schedules and it, it has taken over her life she like doesn't have life at all but <laughs> yeah you know, kudos to her I I could not it, do that well at home learning I just couldn't <laughs> she's she's very OCD though and she I don't know both her kids are very smart they're like done with their homework and bored because it's so easy for them yeah um so she's been like giving them above one grade ahead of stuff to keep mm -hmm. their mental stuff going on but and then she babysits on top of that I don't know how oh my word she has two <laughs> I know she's got two babies and then three three kids that are between two and 
four. So five total plus doing, you know, her own two. So I don't know those, the, the other two help with the babies and the kids and whatever in between until after school hours. And then they see their school friends. Yeah. She sounds like superwoman. It, you know, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I need, you know, I do let my youngest which is over that she was in school with before. Um, they She's don't, not a superwoman, by the way. Yeah. 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 But it's like, she gets I hear, oh yeah, I bet. And I hear of these moms where I was like, well, you know, we're going to have a play date here and have a play date there. And I used to be a really social person. But now it's like my tolerance for anything that isn't in my direct circle is just gone. <laughs> and, you know, like, well, we were at Walmart earlier and there was, there was this, this family come by and they, you know, I want this and I want this and I want this. And there wasn't anything wrong with a requested, but I was just like, just hearing him like, my kids say that to me all the time. And now I'm not even hearing it. Uh, and for my kids, I'm hearing it from someone else's kids. Like, I want this, I want this, I want this. And I'm thinking, and I think that's where I'm struggling from the pandemic too. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't have to be around people. <laughs> and I'm like, but you know, you know, what I find funny though, is, you know, you were talking about getting them out, you know, like her, your friend gets them out for play dates and whatnot, or at groups. And you know, you know I got them all over to her house because oh, her, I know, I know. It, I, I literally go over there to have her show me something that she's done. And, you know, I don't have any little ones at home. I go crazy. Like, I don't know how she does it. They're running through the house. They're, they're arguing. They're so loud. They're wanting this, wanting that. And she, she just goes, shut my door. I'm busy. And you know what the rules are. And she shuts the door. And I'm like, what if they do this? What if they do that? And she's like, I'll find out afterwards and then they're going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, I, it's some, you know, I found a similar thing happening to that when we were at Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, pre pandemic, they just knew, you know, I'm always like, what are the rules when we go into a store and right. not to run, be respectful, no fighting, you know, no destroying anything in the car that you want. Pandemic hit, you know what? We have my elderly uh, father-in-law that I would go, and do grocery shopping for because he's a cancer survivor. And then of course my husband, he's a diabetic. So I was the one doing the grocery shopping and taking the kids because at the time we didn't have the vaccine, which, you know, my, my younger two still aren't vaccinated, but you just never, you didn't know. Cause it was so new. So I got in the habit of just going to the store by myself and it just kind of stuck with that. So it wasn't literally till about a year ago where I'm like, I really needed to start taking them with me again. It Ew. doesn't happen as often. I know. And I, <laughs> Not, walk in, yeah. Yeah. I don't even like but, to go period. Yeah. But like, yeah, well, and they walk in and they're just so happy to be. Here. And I'll have to send you the picture, but like I, I took them out and I was like, I'm going to get you a snack for the weekend. You got to make it last. And, but they were, here, there, everywhere. They weren't running, but they were like kind of branching off into their own section of the store. I'm like, wait, wait. Because <laughs> usually I I am quick. I know where I'm going. I know the layout and I get done. But now I'm like yeah. chasing one over here. And But then on the way out, my older two were holding hands and swinging each other, like having this good old time. And I'm like, they were literally just happy to be at Walmart, but like we're an active family. Like we don't just, oh my, 
Mm -hmm. like this was like a good thing for them um but yeah it just I think there's still some lasting effects as far as like oh my gosh we're at the store and like my oldest was at a movie tonight she's super excited about going to a movie theater and you know it's just it's crazy I can't believe I'm going to say this out loud. She is going to see Don't Worry Darling. Don't now, Worry. Hold... Is that scary? No, it's like a psychological thriller. She loves Styles. I mean, she oh, to me. loves... Oh, yeah, he's adorable. She loves Harry Styles. And uh, the lady, lady, I can't remember her name. But she she's a big fan of hers, too. But it's a, it's a rated R movie. And so like how have you rated our movies in this day and age would have been like the NC-17 movies from my era so I'm like no you cannot see this because I looked up you know they didn't have parents guide out yet which but they had the previews and I'm thinking but my husband's like of all people he's like oh, she's 14 she'll be all right so my mom took her and a friend and I'm like Does she like those kind of movies I don't know <laughs> all I know is that my oldest was like, Grandma, you're going to have to sit in the back because when the scenes come on, she's like, I'm not quite sure if I'm comfortable. And I'm thinking, I told my husband, like, when this parent guy comes out, you're probably going to kick yourself. Huh? Oh, you mean like all of them had to sit in the back, not not just Grandma no, by herself. No, Grandma's by herself if he rose back. <laughs> well, that doesn't make sense. No. I mean, it makes she sense wanted she to see it. want everybody to see her grandma with her. Well, that's no, that, she, but that's no, not it. There's sexual scenes in this movie. And so she's she uncomfortable with about grandma sitting next to grandma. Yeah. Yes, yes. And grandma sympathized. She's like, I understand. She's like, I kind of feel uncomfortable being sitting next to my granddaughter with these scenes. I'm not going <laughs> to care, but she's going to sympathize with her. But so, like, I'm just waiting for this parents' guy because I found out that even though this uh, movie doesn't premiere till tomorrow they were actually showing a few tonight wanted sure. to go right away opening night as she called it and i'm like oh, maybe it's just wait i don't know i'd have to i'll have to i'll find out when she i'm home. saying the it probably is. Seven. something like that they get packed yeah with the so it was just i said you're gonna need to wait till the weekend and i was like did your dad take you go ahead and i'm thinking oh my word but i was at the local bookstore help us today and I was talking to my friend there he works there and asking me how she's been and I told him I was like oh she's good spirits she's going tonight and he goes what she's seeing and I shook my head and said don't worry darling he goes I'm like I know <laughs> so this might make her love for Harry Styles even a million times more I don't know but she just but you know what you know it, it, she's like I said, she's had a, had a really good day today. And, you know, she got some of that work made up last night. Her and I sat together. And I'm like, let's just go through this. And her grades rose above where she didn't want them to be. You know, like they were, you know, she was getting a couple F's. So she was just really upset missing work. But she's not understanding the stuff. It's, it's missing work. And, I mean, she got through it. And now we're just waiting for the rest of the stuff to get graded. And she's in a good spot. And... You know, I think it, that will get better if you keep encouraging that. And I mean, yes. I know it's extra on you right now. Right. 
maybe, it, maybe that's a, look at it like, okay, this is my kids. This is what I got to do. So unfortunately yes. I don't have a life right now, but right, yeah, but it'll, yeah. I think it'll all, you know, they'll, they'll adjust eventually. And right. you're really good at checking in. Well, they're good at really checking in. Oh say. my gosh. Yeah. It's like, I joke about them being, you know, uh, what did I call them when I was pregnant with them? The parasite. Cause they just attached their hosts and suck all the energy from them, you know? And, but I, yeah, they literally, I can't leave the house for five minutes without a phone call. As you well know, my mm-hmm. son is literally my shadow, but you know, I've had to change my way of thinking because in my years I was incredibly mature for my age and you know we discussed you know the reasons for that with our last couple podcasts that we did which was almost a year ago um, I know. it's well, awful pretty soon it's we're been gonna a do nightmare again. I know I can't wait but you know so by the time I got to be her age I was already just knew like I had to get up I fed myself got you know got to the bus stop or when I was driving got myself to school my dad didn't ever have to be like do you have homework do you have missing homework like I like if I was you know if I missed school that day you know I was going in the next morning and getting a hold of every single one of my teachers at the beginning of class saying you know what I miss but I also have to remember you know all three of your kids or just a couple of them um just my oldest now um before like my my son he's just like Johnny on the spot with all of it like I don't even have to worry about him there was an uh, there was a uh, he missed a couple weeks ago he wasn't feeling good and he missed the first half of the day and he uh didn't think to teachers for his work and but he checks his grades daily so when as soon as those missing assignments hit and his grades tanked he was like he was emailing them after school hours, like, okay, what do I need? And then they caught up with each other the next day as he was switching classes and, and got his work done. Um, my youngest, they're not, I mean, they're doing grades, but there's not too much since it's only about the first month of school. But right. with my oldest, um, I am going to have to keep checking in just because she is struggling mentally, which is, you know, as you know, affects you physically. I mean, she's just, there's doesn't feel good. She's right. an early bird student. So we are up at five leaving the house and sometimes getting to school right at 6 30 so she can have some time outside to decompress chill wake up fully before going in um so does she get to drink coffee yet oh yes yeah <laughs> yeah they and they used to be able to take coffees into this one class but some girl spilled her coffee all over the place and there was so much sugar in it that it made the floors all sticky and the teacher's oh, like boy. yeah no sorry you can't yeah. And I'm like, put that thing in a sippy cup if you have to, <laughs> you know, because spilling. But so we will every now and then hit up Dunkin' or Starbucks and, and get something. But um, we've been, when I can, when we can afford it, we've been hitting up the local uh, juice bar, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. Um, and yeah, um, well, she yeah. does the proteins. I'm pretty much addicted no, to No, but I mean, cheese. are you talking about that protein place yes. in Burger yes. Plaza? Yep. Yeah. And she loves their protein shakes. They've got like a strawberry cheesecake one that she loves. And I'm like, how do you put that on your stomach in the morning? But I mean, it's, it's all that natural stuff. It's good for you. It's got the probiotics, you know, the, the protein and your vitamin, mm-hmm. like your B12, you can add it. And so there's, but I'm glad they're there tea. to have that kind of stuff. Oh, I love it. So I don't know if you're not like there. right across from the high school. 
like yeah. like Taco Bell, you know? Oh yeah, that Dunkin' on a late start day, and you now, cannot get your coffee in a good amount of time. And now pandem- uh, Panda Express. Pandemic. <laughs> Panda Express. Well, I mean, it's all the topic. Panda Express, when my son heard that was going up there, he's like, oh my gosh, if they only would have had that when I was there at school, because yeah. that's like his yeah. favorite. But yes. um, I hope they do well there. Oh, they will. It's a rough spot. They will. We needed, <laughs> we needed a place. Yeah, but we needed, a, I mean, we didn't need more Chinese places, but that's totally different. And that drive through. Yeah, yeah. And I think the yeah. school itself will support it. Like the kids from there. Oh, yeah. Like I said, on a late star day, you cannot get into, even at Starbucks. I mean, Duck is just right down the hill. There's just no, I walked in there one Friday, not realizing it was a late star day. It was before Ella got to high school. And I looked all, at all the teenagers. I feel I'm out of here. And yeah. I put my order in ahead of time for Starbucks. And it took about 40 minutes for them to get to my drink. But, you know, I think they'll do very well there after with the after school crowd or like Friday nights after the football games, you know, because right. they're right there. Yeah. So we're going to have to take a break, but I just wanted to really quickly tell you something I found out about Starbucks and, and um, I'll share it with everybody else too. But so, you know, I, I try to do keto and I, I do that not for weight loss, but to be healthy because there's so many healthy, you know, stuff in it. So it's like lower carbs. And if, Anybody wants to be healthy. Carbs is what you have to get rid of. Not completely, yes. but you really Just have to lower it a little bit. Yes. It depends on how much you're taking, whether it's a little bit or a lot, but right. regardless, um, Starbucks drinks have a lot of carbs in them and a lot of, sh- a lot of sugar on top of it. So you add the two together. Yeah. There's a lot. So my keto book actually had a section of Starbucks in it where you could take this drink and you could make it into keto friendly. So (laughs) I I love that. I mean, you have to have it in front of you, but you know, Starbucks is good at, you can tell them how to make your drink, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I've done two of them. One of them is just a a cold brew. Um, I do the small, which is the grande. um, And I do that because coffee you know coffee if i have too much caffeine and because a cold iced yeah cold, cold, brew brew, rough. cold brew would be yeah. like all the way to the top and they would just add toppings mm-hmm. so i tell them yeah. to do a half a glass and yeah. then instead of almond milk or milk or what you know what's the other one oat milk because uh-huh. those those don't have a lot of sugar but they have some carbs in them but i do i have them do it with whipping cream which has nothing in it Oh. And then just three, two pumps of sugar-free vanilla syrup. Uh-huh. And then the key to it that makes it really good is then they blend it like a frappe. It's so good. So that's one of them. I, seriously, like I, I didn't know how it was going to taste. I thought, you know, because I'm used to my mocha that I love, my caramel yeah. that I love. And yeah. it was good. It was like surprisingly good. Um, very nice yeah so that's one and then the other one I went ahead and tried um, that same recipe but putting that pumpkin spice syrup in it oh yeah and they had that in um, unsweetened too oh I didn't know that Hmm. 
that was pretty good. I still like the other one better, but that was pretty good. So they have those two and pumpkin's mm-hmm. good for you. So yeah. anyway, um, so we're going to have to take a break now and yes. we'll be back after the break for part two. And that's another wrap. You know, it just amazes me every time I have somebody new on. I just feel so blessed that I am able to do this and reach out to so many people with all of the life struggles. Please help us by supporting us by taking this episode and all the other episodes that you've listened to. Rate us, share it as much as possible to any and everybody that you know of that it could in some way help because that's what Life Struggles Podcast is all about, helping others with their life struggles. See you next time.